1: Good
0: morning everyone, this is Fran Lewis and I'm waiting for R.G. Belsky to chime in, to call in because we're supposed to talk about his book, Silent Island. So let me give you some heads up on the book, and hopefully he got my message to call in just now, because he's not here, and that doesn't sound like him. He doesn't do that. So, Abby Pierce is is called to a beach house. Oh, there he is, finally. Okay, here we go. Uh, Hi. Dick? Hello? Are you there? This is Fran. I can't hear you. Are you there? I can't hear you. This is weird. The sound is gone. Can you hear me now? Let me see if I could call him. This is not good. Two... No This is weird Something's not right here I'm not getting him on the phone I'm trying again Can you hear me now? I can hear you I don't know why I can't hear you can you, can Can you hear me? I can hear you Now I can I can hear you now
1: I heard I heard something on the line that said unmuted. So you might have had me muted.
0: No, I did. I unmuted it. It's like really weird. This is like yeah. No, a lot. I know.
1: I know. I know. Anyway, I uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, this is an effort. To, yeah. <laughs> I tried to call in and then uh, I got put on hold and then uh, when I tried again, I you couldn't hear me. But here I am. So there you go.
0: Yeah, I know this. This has been happening a lot. And the last time I had like I, I just like could, what can I say? Um, so. And it's not a uh, panel, you know. It's
1: like I'm the only person here. So if I'm not here, it's you got to do a lot of talking, you know.
0: I don't want to do all the talking. I got enough problems. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what can I tell you? So Abby's back, and she goes to a beach house, and she finds dead, five dead bodies. Oh my God! How did you come up with that one?
1: Oh yes, well this is my uh, this is my latest. Uh, dana perry written under the pen name dana perry for a book it's your uh... a thriller it's called uh... silent island and uh... yeah well how do i how do i come up with it i, I think of the most uh... you know kind of impossible outrageous things i can think of and try and then try and yeah. figure out how they could happen uh... but uh... Um, yeah the scene it's, a, it's an interesting uh... uh... I, I think an idea uh, I mean, a concept um, that was actually suggested to me by by the publisher, which was to... Because re- I write so many books that are set in New York City, and this book is mm. set on the island of Martha's Vineyard, which, you know, most people are probably familiar with in the sense it's, a, you know, it's a beautiful paradise island of, a, you know, a handful of people out off of Cape Cod, and there's, like, no crime. I think there's been one murder there in, like, uh, you know, 100 years. And, uh um uh, so when something really terrible happens on an island like this um mm. it it's you know it's just uh uh, it's it's incredibly shocking. I mean, it would be shocking if it happened in New York City or Los Angeles or Chicago, but uh, but here you are on this quiet little vacation island, and uh, yeah, so a family of uh, of uh, six people uh, go on vacation there, and uh, five of them are found massacred in their hotel, and that's the beginning of book, the and then you know a lot of stuff happens after that.
0: So how come she came to Martha's Vineyard and leaves New York?
1: Uh, well no, that's, the back, that's, the back story. that's the back that's the backstory. That's the backstory because when uh yeah. uh when I uh when I decided to write this book set in a small town on Martha's Vineyard, um and uh you know, as you know I generally write stuff out of New York, big town, the biggest. And uh uh But I didn't want to leave that completely out. So uh, basically Abby Pierce, who's the main character, is a uh, female police officer who spent about 10 years with the NYPD in New York. And then, uh, you know, a a bunch of things happened. Uh, And she was originally from Martha's Vineyard, from this little town where the crime takes place. And she decides to go home and take a job with this very small town police force. Uh, but she's got a lot of baggage from her past, uh, you know, in New York that uh mm. and some of that follows her to uh to the, to Martha's Vineyard. You know, the there the, you you can run but you can never get you can't run away from everything. So that's kind of the situation that uh that Abby's in. And her, her life in New York had uh turned into I mean, there's all sorts of issues. She had an issue um involving a uh her partner being killed in New York, she had an issue with uh, a drinking issue. And uh, most of all, uh, well, not most of all, but also she, uh, her marriage broke up. So she kind of flees back to her hometown and uh, mm. I guess looking for peace and quiet. But, uh, you know, peace and quiet wouldn't work well on a thriller, so she doesn't find it.
0: So she had peace and quiet and murder here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is a, this is odd because this is a mass murder. And it was odd from the start. So tell us about the family and who was missing, supposedly.
1: Yeah. um, So the victims are a very, you know, relatively successful, prominent uh, heart surgeon in New York City and his wife. uh, And uh, they they came up with four children, three girls, two of them like teenagers, one like a little younger, and then a a very young little uh, infant boy and uh you know in the in the first chapter by the first chapter of the book they're all there has been a massacre and uh you know basically a maid lets, goes into the room goes into their room to do the cleaning and finds them all dead uh brutally murdered uh you know viciously uh uh you know with a knived and beaten and cut you know really horrible uh like somebody had some vendetta against these people and uh there's no robbery or anything like that so um you know right off you know abby is you know like there's some motive here that we have to we have to find and you know the obvious motive is the doctor's practice you know so they begin looking into things like did he do heart surgery on somebody and the person died and the family wanted revenge and 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 then and when you know then Getting ahead in the book, at some point in the book, um, you find out that some of his patients were, you know, not exactly the the best of all people. There were some people from the underworld and things like that. So there's a lot of leads for Abby to follow in terms of why somebody would would want to, to do this. And then the other reference and I don't want to give away. You know, the problem with is you don't use yeah. too much of the plot a twist, but there's there's one survivor, and uh, uh, it's the, uh, the the teenage girl, which you know you would, we assume is that the fourth, the last of the family, but she's in shock and doesn't know anything, and uh, she can't even remember why she's there, so she's sitting there among all these bodies, and of course yeah. the question is, did she do it? Maybe she killed her, her own family. Um, but then uh, we find out some even more startling answers uh, about who this girl is as we go forward, and uh, and uh, so there's an awful lot of, lot of questions, and... Uh, you know, as I always say, and I'm probably other authors do this i I throw out as many questions as I can in the beginning of the book, and then at some point in the end, I have to answer them so and I think I answered them all, but it's a, there's a there, there's an awful lot uh,
0: yeah you you answered uh, them all right, and I won't tell you if I got it. <laughs> I, I, I just picked up something, the, uh, the publicist yesterday said to me, how come you didn't start reading the book? I said, well, it's not coming out until January, what do you want? <laughs> but I started to read it, and I'm going, wait a minute, I actually figured out the, the surprise ending. This is really It's really interesting. Yeah. So what impressions do we get at the murder scene? And tell us about her team that, that works with her. I mean, she yeah, may be in well, a small main... town, but she's smarter than everybody else, that's for sure. Well,
1: well at least she thinks so. <laughs> yeah, we uh, think so, too. You like know, she's, you. She's, 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 yeah, she's a good cop, and she's smart, uh but she's, you know, she's got like like all good characters. Hopefully, she's got issues she has to deal with. Uh, she's got a dog, uh, and you know, the dog in some ways is her best friend. She talks to her dog about things. Uh, yeah. Because you know, the dog dog's not going to answer her back. Uh, her th- her mm-hmm. situation, even though it's a small police force, is. Uh, her her the one she, person she relies on the most is a woman named Tina Morelli and oh, yeah. uh, Tina is is she's very tough and and she and Abby didn't get along in the beginning when they first met because she thought so Abby's a detective and and Tina thought she should have Abby's yeah. job uh but they you know they they, you know, over the, the the two books, they get like obviously a grudging respect for each other, and they become really good friends. And uh, so that's the main person, and you know, I love, she's a fun character to write because she, you know, she she's she wears you know cowboy boots and hat, and has a has a gun inside her inside her, you know, and she's a real she's a real character. I you know fun to, fun to do. Um, and the, the other main person in there is uh, Abby's boss. Um, and uh, he he's a uh, he's kind of like a by the book old fashioned small town police mm-hmm. chief, and he's not very good. Like you know the old thing, he's kind of used to like getting out parking tickets and you know and, and, and making sure the beaches are, people aren't you know doing drugs on the beach or something like that. And so he's completely out of his depth and over his head in any kind of a major crime like this. And, uh, and Abby isn't because she obviously is. Done these in the past in New York, but that creates a lot of tension between them because he uh, he's very threatened by the by her and uh, he kind of makes rather than helping her he quite often makes her job more difficult. So she has to she has to battle against him as well as sometimes the the, uh, the criminals.
0: I know it makes it hard and then he likes to um, pat himself on the back when things go well. Not very yeah much. I've known people like that. I've worked with people like that or yeah me too people
1: like that you know where it's like it's like it's if, if anything goes wrong it's your fault, but when it goes right it's um it's you know look what I did and uh uh yeah, so I took a lot of qualities of people that aren't the most desirable and put them in this uh in this uh into the into the police chief um but again it's it's a pretty small uh it's a pretty small force there's one other one other guy that uh, who's on the force that she works with, but uh, the force itself is pretty pretty small. And then the other main character is this um, journalist who comes from Boston, you know, to uh, mm-hmm. to uh, yeah, I know, to yeah, and his name is Lincoln. He, she, so he comes from, from Boston to uh, to cover the crime, and uh, so there's a romantic interest there, but it's a romantic interest that intertwine with the story because he's. The same story. She's
0: well, we won't talk about Lincoln yet, but he's in my questions anyway. So we have the Lavelle family that's dead. Mm-hmm. So why does she need to dig into their employee files?
1: Well, as I mentioned, uh, uh, he was a heart surgeon, and uh, so one of the main, uh, you know, leads they decide they need to follow is that it could be a disgruntled patient. I mean, it's just sort of the obvious, um, and so they 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 go back to um, uh, his in-laws, the, the wife's parents, and uh, they ask for permission. You know, they get the files, and they start going through the, the files. Because, I mean, like, why would someone... I mean, they didn't know... These mm. people didn't know anybody in Martha's Vineyard, so it's pretty obvious
0: yeah. it wasn't personal.
1: So it must have been something that followed them up from New York. Now, what would follow them? Well, he's a, he's a heart surgeon, so the, you know, the obvious thing is that meant... Uh, you know people people and they go through the files and they find you know people he operated on that didn't get better or people that died and and you know so you have the possibility of of, of angry victims or angry relatives mm. of people who want revenge against this guy so um that's the, that's kind of the first uh the first line of uh, uh of evidence that they that they look for the first
0: clues mm. they
1: kind of look for so they uh you know, they they and it it, it as it turns out, it, it does give them answers, but it turns out to not be the answers that Abby and the others expected. It sort of takes them in another direction, but that's that's how they start.
0: Well, if it was too easy to solve it, it would get boring, and I, I would I, say, oh, I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, that I would be, and I would like say, I got this too fast. No, that would not be good. This just kept right. me there, but now. I've known about thomas how Tommy her, her partner. I felt so bad, so how does it link to a mobstone? Why does he want to question him but she's stonewalled
1: well it, it turns out that one of the people in the um it, in the files that they find uh mm-hmm. is a a notorious uh, mob guy from new york yeah. who actually who actually has a house right now and is living on the vineyard so that that like sends up you know red red flags red flares of like oh whoa what is this you know uh, so basically he's in the he's he's this doctor had operated on him and he's now in a wheelchair and
0: supposedly yeah.
1: not in good shape. So and he's he's a he's a mobster who has a uh, a reputation for taking out revenge, you know, brutal revenge against anybody who he's upset mm. with. Um and he's got a long line of, you know, like murders and things that even though he was never convicted of that people pretty much know he did. And uh so that that just seems like the obvious lead. So, um uh you know, there's, there's because he's a very prominent person, very a lot of money and everything, the, the police chief is kind of nervous about this and doesn't want Abby to move too fast. But Abby, on her own, because this is her, you know, goes out to the house and uh, she's rebuffed. Basically, he's got security there and the security guy is like, uh, no, you can't talk to him, you know, unless you have a warrant and all this kind of thing. And she doesn't. Uh, but uh, she sort of operates on this theory that well i'm going to make him nervous like even if I can't figure out how to actually talk to him if I like come to the house and stand outside the house and everything he's going to do something and that'll 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 be the way to do it so that's that's kind of what happens uh, with the uh, with the mob guy uh, but again uh and, and it's difficult to to you know, go into the the, the details without mm. showing away the twist. But the the mob guy is involved, but he's not necessarily involved in the way Abby thinks he is at the beginning. And it, it just takes mm. her down a whole other trail of of stuff that uh, that she finds. But uh, but he's a he's a big uh, he's a the mob guy. His name's Ruggiero He's a big big mm. character, a big player in the in the in the storyline, and he pretty much stays that way. Through you know most of the book, once they find his name in the um, in the files, he he plays a big role pretty much to the, the book.
0: Yeah, I know, but actually I like the big the mob guy. There's something about mob guys that are interesting. They're fun to They're write. They're always
1: Fun to write too, you know. Yeah. You can, uh, you can give them nicknames. You know, you would think and, right now, after reading
0: all these books, I could write one. Well, I wouldn't even attempt to do it. I actually came up with some ideas for actually a murder mystery. And I came up with characters, but I'm saying now we have to figure out the characters. What do I write? No hope for me Whatsoever (laughs) But you're right About the
1: mob thing You know It's like It it is funny How fascinating You know And I I, Like I always talk About something Like the Sopranos You know Like like you have These terrible people Who do terrible things And we love them You know Oh they're adorable You know Tony Soprano He's so cool You know And he's this You know This horrible person Who does terrible things But uh, And you know The Godfather Good fellas Whatever it is I mean There is such an appeal To mobsters And as an author I find myself Using them a lot because they're just.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're
1: not easy. I say they're easy to write. They're fun to write. You know, you can really create an interesting character. And, and uh, I mean, I'm not sure that they're a lot different than every other character, but they're still they're still fun. I find fun to read and fun fun to write about.
0: Well, I don't get bored. That's for sure. Lately, I've been hmm, picking up a few that I could live without. It's scary. Sometimes I actually, because, I guess because I read so many, that sometimes I actually figured out who it, did it on the first page or the first chapter, which says oh, I don't have to read the rest of the book. It's really weird. <laughs> Yeah, you?
1: well, you kind of want to, kind of want to avoid that. I mean, unless that's the purpose
0: of the book, Definitely. you know, like
1: like we've always talked about. I think we've talked about it on the, on the show. Yeah. I mean, you take a like a TV show like Columbo. I mean, you know from the first
0: moment. I love him. Who
1: kills? Yeah, I mean, you know the story. You know what happened, but it doesn't
0: matter yeah. because it's
1: the it's the journey. You know, and uh, so. Uh, you know, there's there, there's different ways to write things, but normally, yeah, normally you you want the twist. And then there's other people, there's other good books, you know, where there's not like it's not so much who did it, but how you yeah. how you kept catch catch the person, you know, like uh uh, you know, there's, you know, like. If you're reading Michael Conning or something, you're looking for, okay, I'm going to be surprised. Yeah. twist. But not all big mystery people operate like that. Sometimes you kind of know, you know, like uh, most of the Spencer books, a lot of the Spencer books by Robert Parker. I mean, you kind of knew who the bad guy was, but it was all about Spencer, you know, bringing this guy into justice.
0: That's true. So, Rosario becomes a prime suspect, and the chief... How does he treat the information? And then he jumps the gun. You see, this guy really needs some thinking skills. It's very sad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made him pretty, uh, I, you, you have to be a little careful you don't go too far, but I made the chief kind of uh, stupid and vain. And uh, Yeah, he yeah, really is. So he's like, it, well, he sort of sums it up, I think. It's like, num- number one, he's, he's, he's he doesn't really know how to, Solve a big case. He doesn't really know how to operate, um, and but he's also very vain, and so uh, you know he kind of is in the way of Abby, and creates problems, and uh, and then at the same time. Uh, and he puts her up. When anything goes wrong, he makes her do the press conference with the media, you know. And so he, she has to take all the tough questions, mm. and uh, and uh, and then of course he takes the uh, the advantage. The, the other thing in play here, which is it's it's recurring in both of the uh, recurring in both of the Abby books, is that um, uh, you know Abby's drinking and. Uh, so mm-hmm. because there was an issue with her drinking in the, in New York, uh, and then she had an incident when she first came to her where she drove her car off the road with a DUI, and so she's you know it's something he can use against her, so he's constantly like throwing that up you know have you been drinking and you know and she's a alcoholic, so it's like she she's battling every day about you know drinking and uh and so it's it's a it's a it's an ongoing issue and the other thing that's going on here, and this is kind of related to the drinking is um, you know she 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 had had an incredibly traumatic experience when she grew up here as a teenager, which is why she actually left the vineyard and um, and uh, she had been she had been raped after her high school prom and uh, and this like kind of like really. With something she's never been in, and she, she, she began drinking uh, in relation to that. It's all tied in. So coming back mm. to the vineyard, um, all these old demons and nightmares, you know, are coming mm-hmm. back to her, and she's she's trying to um, she's trying to solve the case, but she's also trying to deal with a lot of her own personal things that she thought she had put behind her, but now she's confronted with them again because she's back where she grew up and where where this terrible thing happened.
0: I still think she'd make her chief of police and get rid of this guy.
1: That That'd, be less friend, That'd be less interesting, though,
0: yeah. That would which be, just, well, at least, at least say he needs an assistant. He's really, you know, worries me because one of these days there's going to be a murder and a wrong suspect, and he's going to just say, arrest the person and not even get the right one, and the real one's going to get <laughs> away, which, which, you know, that's my sense of humor. So now we've got the hot guy, Lincoln. And he comes back. So why is she glad he's there? And how does her, his presence affect her at first? And um, I don't know about this guy.
1: Well, yes, uh, Lincoln is the uh, he's, a, he's a TV reporter for a Boston TV station. He had been there for the first book, *Her uh, Gray, which came out last June. And they had had a romance, and uh, you know it was difficult because. Uh, uh, you know he's covering the story and she's investigating it, and so they have to like sort of keep it quiet. and There are all sorts of conflicts, but um, they 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 still were together. And then in in this this book, at the beginning of the book, she hasn't heard from him, and and a lot of it, you know, is is some of it is geography, but some of it is their own personal careers. In other words, he he wants her to come to Boston and be with him. And she's like, no, this is what I'm doing now. Why don't you come to Martha's Vineyard? And he's like, I can't do that. I have a job in Boston. And so this creates a split between them. And so at the beginning of the book, she hasn't heard from him. And when this big story breaks, her first thing yeah. is, oh, Lincoln, Lincoln will probably come cover it. And there's a part of her that's kind of happy because she'll see him again. And then at first he doesn't come, but then he shows up uh, kind of unexpectedly. And then they, you know, they they wind up back, uh, back in each other's arms. And, uh, uh, you know, he's got a lot of great qualities. He's good looking, he's smart. Her dog likes him which she always mm-hmm. thinks is a big thing, you know, but, uh, but you know, happy, you know, like, <laughs> like knowing, knowing who did it in the first page, uh, just as bad as have, you know, happy romances don't really work. And so, uh, begin to find out more things about Lincoln and what his motivations might be and uh and uh, so it's not a, it's not a case where uh they're going they're living happily ever after and going off into the sunset. Um so he becomes a part of the blue line too.
0: Well I don't know about him. I will not voice my opinion. I don't know. Um what happened now you didn't I, I, just to to, I just want I just want to say again because
1: we we've, we've had this conversation you a, a number yeah. of times friend you know it's just like i mean the the point the fact that you may not like him is really good because you know that one of the key things <laughs> in writing these books is is you got to write a flaw, you got to write flawed characters, you know. And I mean, again, yeah. I think we've had whole t- shows on this. But you know, if if if, if was this great guy and everything was great with him and they had love, you know, it wouldn't be a good book. And and as an author, I just find that's one of the the, the most important things that everybody. I mean, Abby's got flaws too, but you know, everybody's got you know, like the police chief, you know, uh, Tina's got flaws. <laughs> uh, you, it, 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 so if 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 you get annoyed at somebody who don't like them, that's actually a a good thing as an author because you're getting emotion out of somebody, you know.
0: Well, at first in the first book, Tina wanted to smack her in the head, but they get on poor Abby. And yeah, then finally, yeah. when they connected, I go to how you know she's tough, you're tough too, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. So yeah, yeah. now what? We, Tina, well,
1: Tina's, Tina's this, tough, but she's also vulnerable. I like her though. Uh, yeah, she's also vulnerable, you know. And we find out yeah. she's so her backstory is that uh, her husband. She had like ran an antique store on the Martha's Vineyard, and her husband died unexpectedly, like jogging on the beach, and five years uh-huh. or so. And so she, um, she like just. Changed her life and apparently joined the police force, and uh, mm-hmm. so she's got yeah she's got a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of issues too. But uh, you know because because yeah I, I mean they both she and Abby I think are both very tough women and they so they've kind of they they went from being enemies to being to bonding together and uh, they're not just friends. I mean it's like they actually I mean. Tina is probably the only person in the book that Abby really trusts to tell stuff to. So, when something comes up, something comes up that's like incredibly sensitive, and uh, Abby won't tell anybody. in the end, she confides. Even if she hesitates at first, in the end, she confides, confides to Tina. And it's also the idea that Tina is her partner, and you know, you, you have to trust your partner when you're a police officer. And so I, yeah, I I actually really like their relationship.
0: Well, let's see if that happens, if the police chief turns corrupt on everybody in the next book. You just <laughs> never know. This is my what blind. So now this was interesting. What happens to connect her father's old restaurant and the beach house? That is really different. So
1: so, um, as the book goes on, uh, Abby begins to uh, discover more connections between this seemingly random murder and uh, and her own life on, on the vineyard. She doesn't know why. But um, and and uh, one of them is so her father when she grew up, uh, her father owned a restaurant in a place called Vineyard Haven, which is another town on the Vineyard, and uh, it had a you know it had a different name. Now this place is a hotel and restaurant in uh, in a place called uh, Cedar Cliffs, which is uh, uh, you know it. it big place with a hotel and restaurant and so she never makes any connection with that now there's no reason she should have but at some point she's talking to the uh, manager or whatever of the hotel and she's saying how she grew up here and you know asking how long it's been here and like 10 years or whatever and the woman tells her that uh oh well you know it used to be another place um but that went out of business or something. And, and, uh, and, and Abby is like, oh, I don't remember that one either. You know, it must have been after my time. And then the woman said, yeah, originally it was something called and gives the name and said, but um, the person sold that. and that, So when she says the name, the name of the restaurant is the restaurant her father owns. So the bottom line is is that these people were killed at a resort area, A hotel and a restaurant, uh, which basically used to be the one owned by her own father, which she wouldn't know, of course, because it's a completely different place, different name and everything. So stuff like that begins to happen. And then um, the other issue is that the owner of the place where it happens turns out to be a guy she went to high school with and yeah. uh, he played a big role in in what happened to her at the at the high school prom uh and uh, you know for many years she had blamed him and, for the rape and then later she found out other details and but you know the, everything is revolving around Abby's life and she doesn't understand why like what what could this murder of these people here has to do with me, except there's all these things that are connecting to me, the hotel, the, the guy from my past. Uh, so she's got that. She's got the mob guy who seems like her chief suspect. Um, it's all very confusing, and uh, 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 you know, and, and it just keeps her looking for, for answers that it takes a long time to, to figure out.
0: Well, I'm not going to tell you the connection between that and the mob guy. I have the book no. in front of me. And now, the grandparents come, and what do they when, when they meet the girl that that that's not dead? So what do they realize?
1: Well, you know, this this is giving away a little bit of a twist, but it happens pretty early in the book.
0: Yeah, that uh, was good. You know,
1: the, the, yeah, the, the the girl in the beginning they they are convinced that the girl, uh, the survivor, the one girl sitting in the in the apartment with everybody dead around her, is the. Uh, is the daughter, because they had, you know, they had, they, this family had uh, had three daughters and one infant son, and there's two, two, two young girls killed and the infant son, and then there's this one girl just sitting there. And um, so the immediate assumption, of course, is the, is the, the, the daughter, um, and she can't, she doesn't know anything. She's like in a state of shock. She's like catatonic. She doesn't know who she is, why she's there, anything. Um... But they very quickly find out when the grandparents come. Basically, it's like, well, your daughter survived, and they come to see her. And uh, it's not the daughter. It's And they've never – this woman, no one's ever seen this woman before. No one knows who she is. So not only do you have this mystery at the beginning – and this happens right at the beginning of the book. Not only do you have this mystery of you have this strange woman, strange young girl in the house – uh, who doesn't seem to have any connection? But you're left with the issue: well, where is the daughter? There's still one daughter missing, so you have a missing girl, uh, which is the the Lavelle family's teenage girl, and you have this other woman who, who, like, is there, but no one knows who she is or why, or why, or why she's there. So, um, yeah, it, it turns into a, um, you know, they just more and more questions for Abby to try and to try and figure out
0: that That is scary, that is really scary i'm I'm looking at chapter whatever I'm not going to say which one it is that that sort of like ties it in and go like, holy God, when I read that that's really scary now, no one knew about her. oh wow um this is this is so so weird, so what is she determined she's going to find this girl and she wants to solve all the murders, but was she proving it to herself? Was she proving it to the chief that don't don't mess with me? I'm going to find out who did it. Uh, but she's oh, I don't think. She,
1: I don't think. Yeah, I don't think she cares that much about the, what the chief thinks. For I mean, you know, he's
0: I don't blame her. To her. Uh, I mean, look,
1: she, um, all the characters that I've you know I've done probably four or five different series. I've done a the different you know a number of different characters over my over my career. But I think the the one thing that I always try and have in in all my characters in some form is the same thing that I always admire when I'm reading other people, which is this this kind of integrity of doing the right thing, this morality like I want to I want justice to be done and and you know if you look at almost anybody any character you like whether it be Harry Bosch or or you know or or uh, Philip Marlowe or you know uh, uh you know Spencer you know uh you know Kinsey Malone from Grafton, they're all motivated by like they're not motivated by money they're not motivated like they want to be famous. They're not motivated because they want to impress their boss or something they're motivated because they want justice done you know they want they want to do the right thing they want they want to find out who did who did this and uh and and as I say see justice done and that and that's really what uh uh what what happens with amy i mean she's a she's she's basically a really good police officer and she's got really good morals and she'll do anything to solve the case even if she has to you know break the rules or bend the rules or break them or whatever it takes um so yeah what 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 her boss thinks of her is probably the least of her the only reason she wants to impress the boss would be to make sure he doesn't get in her way and prevent her because he could always fire her or something like that and that's threatened a couple times in the books but uh and that's really the only power he has because otherwise she's so good she can just do whatever she wants and then tell him about it afterwards
0: well, now there's another character that I just saw, but I'm not going to say, you know, who becomes immoral. Why does she become involved with DeSantis? How does he fit into this?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't want to get too much into that. Uh, yeah, he's the bodyguard for the mobster, and uh, uh, and uh, you know, again, it's a, it's a little bit of a, a bit, you know, he's he's a very tough guy, and he won't let her see uh, the mob guy and uh, uh, but as, as the book goes on, she begins to see other layers to him, and uh, that he could be useful to her. And uh, so, I, you know, I had a lot of fun writing him too. But he's basically like the main security guy for the mobs, the mobsters. So when she goes to try and to the to like the gated community on Northes Vineyard to try and talk to the mobster, he's standing at the gate, like, "No, you can't come in." Uh, but uh, but, no, he, and he, like I say, he winds up playing a much more sig- significant role later in, later in the book.
0: Well, we can't tell what he does, but it's interesting. So, tell us about Nancy Lavelle. What does she learn about HUD that might help her in well, some way? Well, you
1: know, in, in, the, um, in the beginning of the book, the one, one, one intriguing clue or whatever is that uh, Nancy Lavelle, is um, everybody else has been viciously killed with numerous wounds, you know, like like over and over again. Nancy Lavelle is the only one who suffered only one wound. It was like yeah, one wound directly to the heart that killed her. But, uh, but, uh, but she wasn't attacked in the same way the others were. It was just like one. So that intrigues Abby. And the other thing is that in death, um, in like the second chapter of the book, when Abby first gets to the scene, uh, Nancy Lavelle's hands are almost like they're clasped together in front of her, almost like she's praying. Um, and and you know, so at first Abby's like, "Well, that could just have been random the way she fell," but then begins to think there's some symbolic reason for it. Uh, that somehow it's like some kind of something that's been staged or something to do that. So. Um, at the beginning of the book, uh, an awful lot of attention is focused on the husband because he's a insurgent, but then uh,
0: yeah. later
1: they begin to look at Nancy LeVelton because it turns out she she had been a, an attorney and she had sort of stepped back when she had had her last child and had been working out of her home, but she also has a background that they need to look into too. So now they're looking into two backgrounds. They're looking into uh, uh, his background as a doctor, they're looking into her background as an attorney and what they're really looking for i guess is something that crosses over between the two you know like and you know like w- wait a minute is there something here that one did that the other that you know what is it that could have motivated the, this this murder and again th- these aren't murders that were done for you know, for for money or anything. These are murders of, obviously, rage and passion. I mean, the way they have been done, brutally just killing an entire family by cutting them up to pieces. Uh, somebody was like incredibly angry and, you know, so that is one of the things that Abby has to keep keep thinking of, that it's not necessarily, you know, like a logical reason for this. Uh, it's It's a reason of passion and rage and what could somebody in this family have done? And then it's like, well,
0: could the kids
1: have done something? Maybe one of the kids, maybe the missing girl did something, you know. Uh, so, you know, finding out the reason for it is 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 really the key to Abby to find out who did it. She's got to find out why it happened, and then maybe that will lead her to who did it.
0: Okay, before I forget, Thursday is going to be very interesting. Mm, we had a change of cast, what can I say? Okay, you're going to be on it, Belsky. Alan Jacobson, Tim Ahrens, and Lee Matthew Goldberg is joining the fun. We're going to talk about the dark side of the character, and I just added something on my list, the dark side of the plot, how it intertwines. I don't know where I come up with this stuff. The 22nd, the author of Beneath the Marigolds. On the 23rd, none other than Nancy Allen. She wrote this with James Patterson, power of attorney and uh, jailhouse lawyer, probably the two best books they've ever written. On the second, we have the author of um, the Peak, oh, Pickle Pink in Paris, and December gets even, even better. The last one in December on the 20th is none other than Deb Pines, A Plague Among Us. I'm not going to give you the rest. You're going to have to listen. On the 8th, we have another panel show. We're going to talk about how the publishing industry has been affected by this miserable virus that doesn't want to leave. And I am honored on January 5th, Mark Cameron is coming on with his new chain of command Tom Clancy book. And that's just some of what's coming up in MJ Network. So... This really, I told you, Lincoln. I don't know about him. Why does she suspect that he has a secret? We won't tell what the secret is, but what does she think that there's something he's not well, telling Well,
1: yeah, her? I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get too, too yeah. into it. But, but, uh, you know, basically, it's like in the beginning of the book, they're broken up, and then he shows up, and he's wonderful, and they sleep together, and they spend time together, and they have to keep it quiet because they don't want the world to know because, you know, he he's covering the story and it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a conflict of interest for her to be with him and so she has to also be careful what she tells him about the investigation. But they're like really happy and uh and they uh uh you know, she's so glad to see him and, and like I said, he you know, he he totally relates to the dog, which is the most important thing in her life and so he so mm-hmm. everything is going great. And then um and then something happens that be- makes her begin to uh just have some minor questions about him and then as she begins trying to find out more uh you know it kind of grows and uh, you know it it it's like at some point she asks him a question about something he said and he gets very defensive and he won't and and they have an argument and that of course just gets her antenna up more and uh uh So she needs to find out more about this guy, so is this the guy that she 's going to live happily ever after with, or is there some dark side to him that she needs to know about and um so she you know she's a police investigator, so she investigates him to a degree in the same way uh and you know she gets some answers that are not uh well, which you know are pretty surprising answers, I think, um, and uh, so I guess it's just he's not—he's not everything he says he is. Uh, he's a lot of what he says he is, but there's—but mm. there's secrets in his life, just like we all have secrets. And then she has to decide: um, is this somebody? Is that something she can live with or not?
0: Well, we're not going to tell anybody that either. So why does she go to her ex-partner, Vic Gilman? I like this guy. How come she needs his help?
1: Well, uh, with the mob, that, that's because of the um, the mob thing. Once she, 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 you know, she's very focused on this mobster Rosario. thinks he's the key to the whole thing, <laughs> and probably the murderer. And uh, mm. uh, so she needs information from the NYPD about him. She needs to find out more about him. Now, uh, so she, uh, her backstory was, uh, she had had a partner for the first. Uh, when she would first been a detective on the street, and uh, that that person was uh, was killed in a uh, in a shooting on, on the street, uh, which was very traumatic for her because she couldn't stop it, and you know the. Questions beyond raised, or whether she would have been drinking, which she wasn't, any so even though she was cleared in that, uh, her partner died, and uh, so that obviously had a huge effect on her. And this was her new partner. So after her partner died, this guy Vic Gelman, for the last year or so she was on the force, he became her partner, and he, you know, he was just like older guy, but really good, and, and she trusted him. Uh, and uh, uh, so she goes to him because she, she she can't get she needs information from the the, the mob uh, people on, on, on NYPD to find out more about this Ruggiero guy, and she can't call him up because she's not with the NYPD anymore because they're not going to give it to her. So she asks him to get it for her. So uh, so she winds up using using uh, using him a bit, and then he provides some information which turns out to be pretty crucial into what what eventually happens.
0: Well, I have to ask this question because I asked this of one of the authors on Monday. That wrote a book that was really good, too. If you haven't read 20 Mile by uh, C. Matthew Smith, you're missing a good one. It's really good. And the character reminds me of Abby. So there's a plus there,
1: too. What's the, what's the book called?
0: See, uh, It's called 20 Mile. It's a okay. place. And it, it's a really, the, the character is Tessula, and she's a park ranger. And, you know, when I read it, I was in whatever. And then after talking to him about it on Monday, I said, this is really good. He thought I was good too. I got it right. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> and there's another one that just came. I read it yesterday. You know, I have like 20 books to read, and sometimes you pick something up that just comes in the mail because it's lighter than the one you were going to take with you to where you were right, going to go. Right. So seriously, so bullets and bandages by uh, Bunda Brothers by Robert J. Sanasatcheli, and um, it's about his his brother's real tour in Vietnam. This is really brings back what happened. You would appreciate it, and it's it, it was. I cried during the whole book. That's how sad it was. But it's probably one of the best told stories about what happened and what these people went through, just going on a tour and how many people you know live and die. What happens when you lose the people that are protecting you and that are your friends? So it was really good. So, so is it set? Was, is
1: it set in the time period of Vietnam or is it set? In
0: yeah, sixty-eight and sixty-nine. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's when I was there. I was in Vietnam in '69. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, and I, I, we've talked about this, but I, I actually write a lot about Vietnam and in, in Beyond the Headlines, the new, you know, yeah. the current Carlson book for the yeah. same reason because it, you know you go through stuff like that and you want to. Now that's present day, but I, but I kind of go, you know, go back to the past for the clues because uh, it's, it's, you know, a war is a, it's a horrible thing, but it's a fascinating thing to to be able to write about.
0: His brother was a medic. Yeah. So the character is a medic there, and he tells what he goes to, and the first time he has to deal with one of his own that gets killed, it was the guy's own fault for not having his weapon there. It was really, I mean, I, I was shaking. When I read the ending and the last the last part, I was like, oh, God, I wish that didn't happen. But it was really, it's a true story. So this is my next one. Um, how did you create, without giving it away, Oh, I was going to say this. How did you come up with the title Silent Island? That's why I said Twenty Mile. I wanted to know how we came up with that Silent Island. That refers to Martha's Vineyard and that it's quiet. How did you come yeah, up with I'm that? Yeah, i
1: not. Well, I didn't actually. Uh, uh, the the publisher did. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah, they come up with a lot of great titles. And uh, and uh, they. Uh, I think uh, I think the way it happened was uh the the first book in the Abbey series uh was either gonna be called the first book or maybe it was this book was, i think my title originally for this was the beach house because that's where all the murders take place and um and then we had they had had uh with the first book they had had uh, you know like a one of the titles they had suggested at one point was silent island you know to get the idea of the, the remote little island where everything is Beautiful and peaceful, except you know there's mass murder, and uh, so then I, do, you know, we just use that for this book instead of the beach house. Uh, uh, you know, it's just a different, just a different feel, and it's got the cover of the book. You know, it, it's
0: you know, yeah, it's, it's good. It's
1: little house, you know, in the middle of nowhere on the island, and uh, it's just you know playing up this idea that uh, that it's it's not just a small town uh, because I never really you know I'd, I've like I say I've always written books set in big town but then when this when I started doing this I started reading some other books and you know there's so many um you know good books that that are set you know in in small towns and uh and uh, you know the, the danger, of course, with that of you know you 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 stretch you stretch cred, cred, cred you, you know the, 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 your credibility because a bit which you just have to do because it's the it's the Cabot Cove thing you know where it's like you yeah. know suddenly all these people are being murdered in this little town all the time but uh, you yeah, know people just uh, accept it I mean I one I, I don't know if you're familiar she's 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 really good big bestseller is. Uh, one of the uh, authors for Booker, which I read a lot of her books, is uh, Lisa Regan, and uh, and she has a, uh, a, a police officer named Josie Quinn series, and she sat in some little town in Pennsylvania, and you know everybody's dying in this town, but it's but it works, you know, and uh, so uh, so yeah, that's how i style it, it was it was actually their idea, but I mean I, I get the I got the um, you know the feel they want to uh, they want they want to they want wanted to get for it.
0: You know, I was lucky, though, because your book came, like, just right before the, this, this broadcast. I got I got lucky to get it. But I've been finding that a lot of the publishing companies are not sending them. And it puts me, like, in a, between a rock and a hard place, if I'm going to do the interview, I get stuff printing it out of FedEx.
1: Yeah, and well, you know... It's
0: expensive, we... let me tell you.
1: Well, we've talked about this, I mean, unlike, so I write two series, one of which is, uh, the Kirk Carlson series here, which is Ocean View Publishing here in America, and they, you know, they're very uh, oriented towards books, and they get the books out early and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, glad.
1: Bookature, Bookature, which is uh, uh, actually based in London, but does a huge thing in the United States too, uh, which this book is from. They're basically an online publisher, so um, you know, so if anybody's out there like looking for this book, be unlike other than you, who I know will still want the hard copy. I mean, they do do print on demand, but it's not a book that you know they're pushing. Stories. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know you can get it at a uh, at a really uh, I think right now it's three ninety nine online you know and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it, you push a button and the book is there you know so and I know you don't do that but you know
0: much no, of the audience does now you know so uh but that
1: that's you know like it's not a it it you don't really um, reduce that many of books in the hardcover or even in paperback what they they have a few which is what you got. But mainly, it's 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 an online publication, which you know has been very successful for them and and for me too.
0: Well, I've, I've timed down quite a few because I can't read on my on my phone, and I can't read on my computer because I get eye strained. Considering I I started that book yesterday, read it in an hour. It's three hundred pages, and it took me exactly one hour to read it because I just sat down and read it. Oh, by the way, the font wasn't small. That's why, that's the other reason. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could see see what I was writing. I find the easiest way for me because I read a lot of books online now. I find the easiest. I don't read them on my phone or computer either. I just read them on an iPad, and uh, you know, it's Kindle on the iPad, and the screen is pretty big. So I mean, I'm able to uh, to do that, and uh, and you know, the thing with that is you can adjust stuff. You can adjust the font and things like that, which you you know you can't do on a on on an actual book. So uh, I know I'm not going to change your mind, but, I mean, again, I love books, too. I love to, you know, again, I bought... uh, There's certain books I'll Like, I bought the Michael Conley because it was Michael Conley, so I actually wanted, you know, the actual book. Um, But most of the recent books I've gotten, I'll just download off you know, online.
0: Now, my husband took my iPad and won't give it back. That's the end of that. (laughs) So where do you see Abby next... And what's next for her? And when is Claire coming out?
1: Well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer for Abby yet, but I have an answer for Claire. Uh So, oh, good. Claire Carlson, uh, you know, the last book came out in May called Beyond the Headlines, and uh, that's that's out there in hardcover and and Kindle. And um, uh, I just finished and turned into uh, Ocean View Publishing the next Claire book, so uh, that'll be on, that won't be out until fall of uh, next year. Uh, but it's done and I you know and I've turned it in and and it's just sort of in the long, you know, as you know these things take a long time to happen. So it's in the year long process or whatever of being edited and all the other stuff that that goes through it. So that that'll that'll be the next thing that comes out for me. Um I've had uh, I've had three books out this year which is a lot. You know, I had uh, Beyond the Headlines in May and then I had Corrosion Grave, which came out was the first Abbey book in June, and then I had this one in October. uh So you know, three books in one year is is is, is tough. But um I also wrote the the, the nuclear one, which will be out in 2022. And now I have to now I just now I'm going to deal with you know what comes next. So I've got you know I've got a couple characters and a couple things, and uh you know so we'll have to see. I, I, um I'm basically just, glad, not glad, but I mean, I was I, I was able to finish the Claire book, and uh, and so that's mm. now in motion.
0: Well, I, I can't figure out. I, could, I was sitting the other day, and I was sitting and writing down different types of characters to write something different. And they were really good ideas, and I said, no, what do I do? How do I write it? How do I make this person a serial killer with no remorse and let him get away with it? You know, all sorts of things. I guess I've been reading too much of Murder Mysteries and remembering James Patterson because he doesn't always make the bad guy get caught. So I said, yeah, you know what, yeah. I'll, I'll stick to doing reviews. I do very well, yes. Well, <laughs> the, the
1: thing with, you know, when people ask you about characters and how you do it, yeah. I mean, I, I, different people do it different ways, but I I just have always felt that... You know, when you're writing, if you're doing it right, the character will kind of have a life yeah. of its own. And, uh, and uh, like, when I started writing, Abby, started writing Abby, or even Claire, like, I didn't necessarily know everything about what they were going to be. And, and the, the character just takes you in a certain direction that you feel is right. So, you know, I just think if you want to do that, the, the, the trick is to just sit down and start trying to write the character and see what happens. And sometimes you'll say, oh, that's not
0: working. Yeah, uh, that's well,
1: not like I, I've never like stepped down and wrote a mm-hmm. know, I kind of just like let the character kind of devolve as best I, I can and, uh, it's, it'll, it's, sometimes it's fun because you know the character and that's not even always true just for the main You know, uh, um, but I didn't plan that out. It just sort of it just sort of happens. And I I think um, I think that's the way the best characters come when they just mm. evolve
0: like that. Well, you're good at that. I just thought about my population zero. Um, I'm getting some unusual response. A lot of people have been reading it on Goodreads, and um, I'm annoyed because they're not reading it. They're just reading it. So it's almost as if somebody is telling them just to read the book. Really bad, and I don't care. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. I just thought about writing population return. Can they live in my world? Yeah. And that 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 might be something that I might think about creating a world that people are just going to be different. And what are they going to do in the in the world that I created? Considering I created nine worlds that are crazy. So <laughs> where can where can everybody find out more about you and your work?
1: Uh, well. Um... Uh, my website is uh, www.rgbelsky.com. The, uh, uh, so, you know, most of the stuff is there. I've also uh, just recently, in the last month or two, uh, started uh, sending out a, a newsletter with all my updated stuff. And uh, the um, uh, the newsletter, uh, you know, you can sign up for the newsletter on the website. If you go to the website, you'll see a spot at the top. And you can get the newsletter, which uh, you know hopefully every month or two I'll be telling you uh, what what's going on. I'm on uh, I'm on Facebook in many ways. I'm on Facebook under my my name of Dick Belsky, which is really the main on Facebook. But I also have RG Belsky, which is the author page, and then I have a Dana Perry author page. And if you think that's confusing, imagine how I feel. But um, you know, and I'm on Twitter as at Dick Bell, so I'm I'm pretty much out there. And uh, you know, as people. As a lot of people know who know me, I also have this, you know, long journalistic background with the New York Post, the New York Daily News, NBC News, Star Magazine, so, like, if you Google me under Dick Belsky, you'll find tons of stuff about me, uh, both media and also in the books, but... Um, you know, again, this, these books are written under the name Dana Perry, and, um, and uh, so, you know, if you're looking for my book, look for R.G. Belsky or, or, or uh, Perry. And I did have to say, and I don't know if we talked about this, I have to say, with the first Abby Pierce book, um, the one that came in mm. June called Her Ocean Grave, uh, I, I had the, like maybe like one of the greatest thrills you know that you can have as an author because it somehow got on book pub, book Pub and a bunch of promotion and it soared like there was a day like in October where it soared up the charts and there there was a chart in Publishers Weekly where uh, it had the top ten best selling thrillers and I was number eight and number nine behind me was Stephen King so I was you know. <laughs> It was like okay, mm, we will but too. but I'm but I'm uh, you know but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm loving this while it while it happens. So uh, you know, so that was that was pretty cool.
0: Well, before I forget, it's coming soon. As soon as Karen Vaughn creates them for me, the 2021 Just Reviews rewards, yeah. Awards, and trust me. These categories are seriously original. No one is giving awards in these categories except me. I know. I, decided, I, know, well, I've been,
1: I, I have been honored in the past to uh, have received a few, so, uh, and they are. They're very specific uh, categories, which are fun. you know.
0: Well, wait till you see this one this year. Yeah, I couldn't believe what I did. I also <laughs> decided that there were some authors that did not come out with brand new books but they have done outstanding work as panelists or in other areas, you know, to assist other authors. So I figured we should honor everybody for doing whatever they're doing. So I hope they don't mind. And it's like, it's different. And I can't wait yeah. for her to finish them so I could, you know, break the news. If she doesn't get it done in two weeks, I'll just announce it because that's just me. But I want to thank well, you. And thank you so much for Thursday. Um Lee Matthew Goldberg is going to take Vincent's Andrew's place because Vincent's in Italy doing his thing. So we'll have you, Alan Jacobson, Lee Matthew Goldberg, and Tim Aarons. It should be fun, though, at 12 o'clock. Okay. Anyway, All right,
1: friend. Thanks. Thanks as always. Thank Talk you. to you
0: tomorrow. Everybody have a great day, and bye.